This season of the Mumbrig podcast is brought to you by Bathorium, Canada's favorite clean and green beauty bath products. They make all natural bath bombs, bath soaks, bubble baths, and accessories with no artificial fragrances or toxins. And they're vegan and ethically produced. To get 15% off, go to mumbrig.ca slash bath. Welcome to the Mumbrig podcast a place where you can feel normal, get helpful information, and laugh your ass off. Hopefully without peeing your pants. I'm your host, Erica, and I have two kiddos. I am not a mom expert, but I do have a zillion hours of therapy under my belt and no filter. I'm on my own journey to find happiness, and I want to help you on the way to yours. I can't believe it is officially season three of this podcast. I am... So, so, so excited. And I can say that honestly because I already have 20 episodes recorded, but this is the one that I was saving to last. Well, sort of. I tried recording it at the beginning. I tried recording it again. And this is the third time I've done it because I just didn't feel like the other two episodes I recorded were a good fit. So here I am recording the first episode as one of the last episodes and I've recorded it now three times. So a little bit about what I'm doing right now. I am doing, as you can hear, my makeup. This season is all about, to me, trying to find a happy balance of being unscripted, being fun, being easygoing and in the moment, and just really reflecting what life is like on a daily basis. And it has um, been a little bit of a journey to get here. And that's what I wanted to talk about today, as well as what you can expect from this season. And like I said, this season, totally unscripted, all mostly pre-recorded. The guests that I've lined up, I've all hunted down individually and stalked them and asked them and to be on the podcast before I actually announced the podcast being released. One of the things that's really hard as a podcaster, and if you have a podcast, you know this, is that as soon as you have a podcast, everybody and their mother comes out and tries to be on that podcast, which is, it's not a bad problem. It's a, it's a good problem in that you get to meet all sorts of different people, but it sometimes then sways the kind of content you have because it's not necessarily stuff that you had envisioned having. So this season was all about me thinking about the topics that I wanted to talk about and then (laughs) finding the people who were either experts in that or who I wanted to hear from, stalking them and begging them to be on the podcast. (laughs) And it worked out pretty well. So I have a whole bunch of great people lined up that will be coming out every Friday at six and I'm really excited. And what I've done differently than any other podcast show that I've been on this year is a couple things. Number one, is totally unscripted. When I my guests sign up to be on the podcast, there's a disclaimer in it saying that they're not going to be receiving questions in advance. Most podcast episodes or shows that I've been on, you always get the episodes in advance, or sorry, not the episodes, the questions in advance. So you're kind of, you have time to prepare your answers and you have time to sort of think about what you're talking about. In this season of the podcast, There are no questions prepared. I just give people a topic and that is literally it. 
the only uh, type of questions they get asked are one by you guys, which is another thing that I've done a little bit differently this year. I've opened up this text podcast group and essentially what happens is sort of 24 hours and this, this system is changing a little bit as we evolve because it's so new, but pretty much 24 hours before any episode, anyone on that text podcast group gets a notification that, hey, I'm going to be recording with so-and-so in 24 hours from now. Text me your questions that you want me to ask them. And then I ask them those questions live. Almost like I'm trying to simulate like a radio call-in talk show, but no one actually calls in anymore. So the modern version of it with texting. And that's been really fun. So that I will just, I don't give them the questions in advance. I just uh, rapid fire them <laughs> on the, the episode. So it's really, this season I wanted to be very casual and unscripted and just almost like you're sitting with friends at a coffee shop because I feel like that's the one thing that I've missed this year is just shooting the, and guys, I have full disclosure, I am in a phase of parenting and a phase of blogging where I spell all my swear words. So shooting the SHIT, <laughs> I've gotten in trouble a lot by people um, who have kids in the background and I swear in my personal life, that is not something I stop myself from doing. But shooting the SHIT with friends out and about, something that I haven't really had in my life in the last nine months. So I wanted to simulate that as much as possible. And that's how this season is a little bit different. I'm really excited about it. I have episodes already pre-recorded out till at this point, um, July, which is really cool. And I did that and I've changed this for a couple different reasons. I wasn't sure to be totally honest if I would keep the podcast going. Um, the podcast is actually, I think, my favorite way to chat and communicate with you guys, but it's also the most time-consuming. It, To be honest, um, before I refined the system and before I came up with this, this new plan, each episode would take probably about four hours to do start to finish because that includes things like working with the guests, pitching them, trying to convince them to be on the podcast, then coordinating with questions, coordinating with time, then actually... Um, creating questions for them in advance and sending them off. Oh, what else did I have to do? Then actually recording the episode, then editing the episode, then packaging it all together in a way that you guys would like, and then sharing all of it and doing all that fun stuff. So to be honest, all of that stuff, and I'm pretty quick at doing things because marketing is my, my main job, but to do it all properly start to finish took about four hours. And given how things have changed in the last year, it's just not something I was willing to spend time on anymore. So I wasn't sure if I was going to continue the podcast, which is where this sort of informal, unscripted idea came from. I had to find a way where I could do things really easily and still get you guys the stuff you wanted to hear, but in a way that didn't take me four hours to do it. And that's why I am sitting here. See, clip. <laughs> that's my eyeshadow sitting here doing my makeup while we talk because it's meant to just be this casual thing. And actually, it's funny. This is the only episode I've done this for, but I actually have notes to prepare a little bit. And I have, I'm sitting in my main master bathroom right now um, in front of my mirror with my mic on my counter. And on my mirror, I have notes about what I wanted to talk about because I really, for some reason, I really struggled with this episode. It felt like I'd put so much pressure on this season and this launch. So maybe that's why, who really knows? But 
I'm, I'm sitting here with like literally chalk marker written out in front of me to remind myself what to talk about. But this is the only time I've taken notes. So what you can expect this season. This season is amazing guests. And actually, if you want to get a sneak peek of who's on it, if you go to my Instagram at mom.break in the highlights, there's a season three highlights. And I've already um, teased a bunch and basically said who's on the podcast. It's all saved in there. I wanted to give as much credit to my guests as possible. So it's all there. You can see who's coming up next and sort of what the topics are, but they will be released every Friday at six. Now, none of the episodes are gonna be edited. I'm just gonna be putting in the ads here and there because I'm really excited about this season's uh, sponsor, Bathorium. You would have seen the ad at the beginning of this episode, but they're just a company that I really love. And I've put them as sort of the, ex the executive sponsor for the season because they've given us a great discount. They're products that I love that works with the brand perfectly. The marketer who I work with is an Ottawa mom. They're a Canadian company. It's just, it made sense. It's a great fit and I love, love, love the stuff. And they have been, to be totally honest, a huge part of where I am now and why with their bath products. And it sounds silly, but I'll talk about it a bit later on. Now, so that's this year. We're going to be doing text stuff. We're going to be um, the unrecorded or pre unscripted, pre-recorded guests. They're all set. They're all ready. But today I want to talk about how I got to that point and what I've been doing the last year. I know that I've talked a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm still on social media. I'm still on Instagram stories, but I've purposely avoided talking about the behind the scenes journey that I as Erica the human mom has gone on because it was a little bit how do I put this the journey is not simple there is not one way that we experience things it's been this up and down constant evolution of how I've been living my life and how I want to continue living my life and there wasn't really another platform to talk about that. And I think that's why I like the podcast so much. So I want to talk really quickly today about, well, not really quickly for the next 10 minutes or so <laughs> about what I've been up to the last year and how honestly, if I'm being totally honest with myself, I've completely changed how, how I live my life, how I feel about my life and how I run my business with mom break. So Really, I can attribute this mostly to this lovely COVID pandemic. And I don't think looking back, I mean, this episode is released on January 1st, so it's kind of a good opportunity. Oh, I'm trying to do liquid eyeliner right now. It's not going well, guys. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not going well. You know what liquid eyeliner, if you, especially if you ever try to do wings, I always, for whatever reason, one wing is awesome oh no smudge and the other one is always epically bad and i'm starting to notice i'm 33 or 34 i think i'm 33 i was born in 87 i'll be 34 soon i'm starting to notice too that my eyelids are changing a little bit they're less let's say firm than they used to be so i'm starting to get that like droopy eyelid just a little bit not anything noticeable but noticeable enough that it's made doing wings for liquid eyeliner different let's just say um so that's that back to my actual story here COVID has changed and been the catalyst for all of this and as much as this has been an insanely challenging year looking back on it I was 
talking to my husband about this. I wouldn't want to do it again, but I'm grateful for it in the sense that it has given me this clarity on what my true priorities are. And it's so funny I say this because it's not really this earth shattering thing. I, I mean, I knew what my priorities should be, I suppose, um, like family, kids, my health, friends. I knew all of that, but I think now the difference is, is that I'm super crystal clear on what they actually are and how they tie into the daily things that I do in my life. It's not just about, okay, my kids are my top priority. My family's my top priority. I love my friends. I have to take care of myself. Those are all things that I, I know logically, but I don't know that I ever truly felt like I was being truthful with myself in them and that those priorities tied to the daily things that I did in my life. So I think that's the the big difference. It's such a minute change, but it's, I felt like before I was doing all the right things, but I was going through the motions, if that makes sense. I think that's the, the best way to describe it. This is, again, not a perfect way to describe it. I'm just trying to do my best here. But it all, it all started in March, like for most of us. And, ooh, I forgot to put on foundation. Darn, okay, did I do it? I think I did foundation. Oh, I did, oh, that's not good. Ooh, goodness gracious, I can't even tell the difference. Um, and all started in March and my um, start of all this pandemic stuff was, I mean, everyone has a different version of the story, but for me, it was interesting because as part of my day job, I help with um, internal communication. So the first few weeks I actually spent in this like really hyper-focused hole of trying to get all the information out to our team and making sure it was correct and really diving into all the stats and the rules and the regulations because it was part of my job to make sure that as a company, part of my job, I was part of a team doing it. We were, you know, following the regulations, we were doing the right stuff, we were giving our employees the right tools and resources. At this point, I mean, looking back on March, no one really knew what was going on, no one really knew how to handle anything. Um, so for me, the first actually two, three weeks, maybe a month, it was just this crazy journey of random work stuff. So it was it was a nice, pleasant distraction from everything because I had this this focus that I bottled everything up that else that mattered. So I did what I do best and I bottle things up and I put it aside to explode later. That's just how I sort of I cope. I'm like, it's fine, it's fine, totally fine. Um, so I spent all this time doing that and then really once the work stuff balanced out and steadied out. That's when everything hit me. And that's when I got those those anxious feelings. And you know, everyone has, again, their different version of how this plays out. But for me, it all really hit sort of mid-April. I, I remember sitting on the couch, um, starting to have panic attacks. Like I would go through the full day. I mean, we're home, at this point, we're home, working from home with the kids. My kids are, if you don't know, um, two and a half and five. So I'm holding and I have this just job that's sort of like next level, um, like calms, meaning heavy, trying to figure out all this stuff. And so I'm holding it together for both work and the kids all day. And then I remember sitting on the couch at like, let's say 7 p.m. after bedtime and just my heart would just start pounding and then I would just instantly just cry 
letting go of everything, just uncontrollable tears that I literally, I mean, un uncontrollable. I had no control over them. I, I sat and I just sort of released all of this energy that I'd felt. And really for the next few months, it was just survival mode. As again, I'm sure many of you were. It was, it was time of such uncertainty and we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know much about anything. We were just, especially if you are, well, no, in any scenario, but for me, you know, working at home with the kids, still working full time, fortunately enough to have that opportunity. It was um, this new territory for me. It was this complete unknown. And it was really just where I used to thrive in schedule and routine and predictability. That was, you know, something that didn't exist anymore. Putting my makeup away, guys, now. See, that was actually pretty quick. I think I'm getting into a good makeup routine. <laughs> I, uh, I, do, I try to do makeup when I need to give myself a boost because I'm not really, like I'm happy and comfortable going without makeup, but, oh, putting my hair straightener. No, curling iron, let's do curls today. But I just um, sometimes just need a boost. So the next few months were me really about survival, but it was, a stage where in that mode of survival I was resorting back to habits that weren't necessarily helpful helpful <laughs> healthy for me I had spent so much time you know focusing on feeding my body in a positive way and working on being happy and healthy and getting into routines that worked for me because they were things that made me feel good and helped me thrive and all of those sort of drifted away and I fell into this, I don't wanna use the word survival mode again, but this almost autopilot version of myself where I wasn't taking care of myself. I was spending way more time than usual on social media and I think that says a lot considering how active I actually am, like a very unhealthy amount. And I started consuming and really ingesting content and accounts that weren't helpful for me and weren't necessarily, how do I put this, um, setting me up to be the kind of person that I wanted to be. They, a lot of them were, well, even think about it, just an, and this is just an example. There's a lot of versions of this and I'm not going to speak specifically to it, um, to who I'm talking about or what I'm talking about, but it's, as an example, think about if you watch The Social Dilemma, all of their information on conspiracy. If you've seen it, essentially, what it is is that the algorithms are, if you click on one Facebook clickbait conspiracy theory thing, then you just end up in this rabbit hole of conspiracy theories and information that's not necessarily great for your mental health. And the more you click on them, the more they show them to you, which puts you in this like vicious cycle. So between that and different accounts on social media and different people um, shouting out their opinions, I, I fell into this dark social media place where it took a hold of me and I stopped focusing on me and I stopped focusing on what I knew and what was proven to make me a healthier, happier person. <clears throat> and 
I'm sure a lot of us has fallen into that. I it, it was a weird time. We're spending all of our time at home. Everybody who now, you know, wants to has this option to have this voice. And this is what I love and hate about social media is that anyone can share things. It gives everyone the platform, which is fantastic. But at the same time, it gives everyone the platform to share things. And if you share things and enough people support it, it then appears to be and looks like it's truth or fact. And I think in this time, this really got to me. It took a big toll on my mental health. Uh, the combination of being in this, this sort of autopilot and operating through consuming all of these different types of media and the fake news, it really, it was really detrimental on my health. So I didn't really, I, I knew it was happening, but you know, when you're in that zone, it's hard to see and take a step back. What the my pivotal moment for me was when I went camping with my family and this was at a stage where we were allowed bubbles and I was still in a bubble with my parents because we weren't, the kids weren't at school yet. We're no longer with them because my snotty children are in school and little cesspools and petri dishes of germs. But I went camping with them and I had planned to continue working while we were camping. I didn't really have a lot of vacation. I still, you know, had to run mum break. There's still products and services and things that have to go on in the back end. Um, but then what happened when I got there, I realized that there was absolutely no reception or service with the exception of a few different spots throughout the campsite, which involved a lot of walking to. So I very rarely had cell phone reception, which essentially put me into an unintentional one week social media detox. And coming out of that week, I realized that that was the best week I'd had in a very, very long time, like years. I came out of it feeling refreshed, happy, refocused on what was important to me. And I realized the irony of this because I make my mom break money mostly through social media, but it, it made me realize that social media to me is a tool to connect and to grow relationships. It's not an essential need for life. And it is, it is and never will be more important than my family and friends. And again, obvious statement, but in the throw of things and in the thick of things over the years, and as a marketer, these are things that I love doing. And it, it's, it was really hard, but this one week camping, unintentional social media, phone, not even social media, but phone detox was that pivotal moment for me. It made me take a step back and just completely rethink all aspects of my life. And I think this was sometime in the summer anyways, I can't remember when the camping trip was, but that leads me to where I am now. Since then, I have spent almost all of my time and energy trying to figure out how to be a happier, more joyous, more balanced, as much as I hate that word, but whatever, person mom, wife, family member, all of the things. I have really just thrown myself into and taken a step back. And you probably would have noticed like the amount that I, of content that I've put out really like drastically decreased and then stopped for a long time because I didn't know at that point where I was going with one break, why I was doing it, what the purpose was, why I was spending all this time if my only, you know, 
real happiness, if it wasn't bringing me real happiness and joy. And it was, it's weird because it sounds so, it sounds kind of dramatic, but it was this ridiculously crazy pivotal moment for me. And so I, I, I stepped back from social media. I was still present, reposting pictures, talking about stories just casually, but I stopped the podcast. I, you know, stopped all of my product launches. I stopped all of my brand work. I stopped all of my affiliate work. I just, I stopped everything. Well, most things really, like I would say the amount of work that I did versus what I scaled back to, I probably scaled back by 90 to 95%. Like that's, that's how much I pulled back. I, I cut all my programs and tools. I scaled back my budget. I scaled back my investment. I went back to work full time because I had at that point been working only part-time at my day job and then part-time on the blog officially. I, I said, you know what, I need to focus on my family. I went back to work full-time and I I just focused on me, the kids, and my husband. I mean, there was really no one else we could see at that point. But it was this dramatic change that I didn't know how to share with you guys and I didn't know how to talk about. And I think some of you have noticed, I've gotten so many messages from people just you know, talking about how I look happier and I look like I feel better. And that's totally true, but there's a lot that went into it. So this is what I changed. I, I stripped back on everything, um, like we talked about with the blog, but also with personal stuff. I really, really put a super, super, super hard line in saying no to things and cutting things out of my life. I know like you've probably heard this expression before, but when you say yes to something, you say no to something else. And I just wasn't willing to say no to my health, my kids and my family anymore. So I essentially said no to literally everything. <laughs> I, I I turned down brand deals. I stopped, you know, launching products. I said no to various work opportunities for my day job that just weren't a good fit for my family at the time. And I stripped back to basics, like what are the, the bare minimum things that I need in my life to keep us happy and healthy? I spent a lot of time working on my phone addiction and I can say very confidently now that it is and was and still is a phone addiction. Um, I still reach for it. I still check things without meaning to just through muscle memory. It is a constant work um, in progress, but I... I I spent a lot of time. Now I'm, I'm at the point where I was spending eight, nine, 10 hours a day on my phone to now I'm at the point now where, you know, 7 p.m. rolls around. I put my phone on my docking station and I don't check it until 6 a.m. It doesn't come into my bedroom anymore unless I'm just popping in throughout the day. I really worked on that. And I think it's, it's going to be this thing that I have to keep working on and I have to keep battling with. I, I want to use my phone as a tool. It's, it's a great valuable asset to be able to sit and work with my kids, but also not to, you know, spend time away from them. But it, it's at that point where it was unhealthy. I dove into decluttering my house. So I have this thing, <laughs> you know, it's really weird. I can feel what's in cabinets and closets. I, I just, I feel the mess. <laughs> This, I, I'm sure some of you relate to this and other people you think I'm actually absolutely batshit crazy, but I can feel the mess. For the most part, I know what's in all of my cupboards, closets, drawers, pantries, whatever, but I can feel it when it's out of place because everything for me has a place. And I want to take it back to that point where I completely decluttered my house from top to bottom and 
I knew exactly what was in everything and everything had a system and a function and a place. So I, I threw myself into that for the course of two months. I actually created the account tidy timer to go with it and sort of document the journey very passively, not the most consistent account. Sorry guys, but it, it was just, it's my sharing my tips and tricks along the way. And then with that, I actually realized that, well, I mean, I already knew I had a passion for organizing and structure, but I figured I would do my certification in for, to become a professional organizer. So I'm also passively working on that too, because it's something that brings me joy. I, again, like we talked about, the fourth thing I did was I completely changed mum break. I had all of these goals and visions and dreams. And if I'm totally honest with myself, my goal was to be a full-time professional blogger. And I felt like just because of pressure from the industry that anything less than that was a failure. But I, I finally came to terms with allowing myself to be okay with my family and friends and myself being number one and the mom break stuff needed to fit into that, not the other way around. Because before it was, that was my main priority and everything else fit into it. But I, I had to flip that around and figure out how I could still make this platform work in a way that I wasn't sacrificing all of these other things. And the last two things, I really focused on my friends more than ever um, this year. And it's been a weird year to do that considering we don't actually really get to see each other that often. But we did a lot of, you know, outside driveway visits. We did a lot of distance walking dates. We did, I have a recurring meeting, Zoom meeting with my friends, a couple of my friends we just started. It is really me realizing that these women are the base and foundation for my support and happiness. And I bumped them up on the priority list. Let's just put it that way. And the last one is really refocusing my entire life around just finding joy and happiness. To me, it is, I don't want to say my number one priority, but it's really close to the top. I'm taking a happiness course. I'm refocusing on the things that bring me joy. I realize that being outside is something that fills me up. And even though it's a pain in the royal ass to get my kids outside in snowsuits, especially in the winter when I'm filming or recording this, Ultimately, I always feel better and my day is better and I'm just, I'm happier being outside. So defining these little things and actually doing them, like washing my face, such a stupid thing, having baths, such a silly thing, but they make me happy and it's all this stuff that I've talked about for self-care for years and I've done the self-care in different ways, but now it's the self-care with that joy component. What will make me happy? What makes me smile? What makes me feel lighter and more easygoing? So I think that's where I am now. It's been a, I mean, everyone's had an insane year and everyone's had the amount of hardships that my, I have one of my close group of girlfriends, the amount of hardships that they've experienced is unthinkable. And it's been a tough year for everybody regardless. But for me, it has, I, I feel like a completely different person than when I started this year. I My goals and my priorities are totally flipped from before. And I have this weird, fresh perspective where I'm just, I'm just happy doing my own thing. I'm happy focusing on my family. I wanna be able to help you guys in the best possible way, but with no outside influence of other people. I just wanna do what I feel is the right thing and to keep learning and to keep 
finding out more about the world. And I think you'll notice that as a trend throughout this season. I, I think one of the biggest things I realized about myself this year is how little I actually know about the world as a whole. Um, growing up in Ottawa, Canada, um, I, I'm very sheltered. I, I mean, I thought I wasn't, but I am realizing more and more that I want to know more about different cultures and different religions and how moms do things all across the world and how we can all use those things to come together and be a happier, better version of ourselves. So that is episode one of the podcast. You may have noticed that because I personally like binging things, I've also released a bunch of bonus episodes at the same time as this this one before my next episode, see episode two launches next week, where I will be talking with the most wonderful couple all about how they actually, it's, I'll just tell you, it's at the Twibbling Moms or at Twibbling Moms. They are, one of them is a family friend and her and her wife have let me beat them down to join them on my podcast to talk all about how they delivered their babies within a few weeks of each other at the beginning of COVID. So they are wonderful and hilarious and so open and candid with me. And that's going to be the first episode with guests. So thank you guys again. If you listen this much, check out the bonus episodes. Next week will be with the Twibbling Moms. I've done my hair and makeup and I have a hair in my eye and my eyeliner is all over the place, but I still feel... Yeah, guys, I put in an effort. Oh, deodorant. I always forget deodorants. Always, always, always. Until I'm out running around my kids, I'm like, ooh, what smells? Yeah, it's me. It's me. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'm super also excited about the sponsor this year, so give them some love. The discount is uh, all at mumbreak.ca slash bath. And you're going to hear a lot this season about um, the how much positive reviews help me in this weird podcast industry. I know I talk about it pretty much every single episode, but one of the main reasons that podcast reviews and all the kind, wonderful words that you guys write are so helpful is because when I'm trying to book guests for this episode or for the season and for the show, if they don't know me already and if we don't already have a relationship, then the number, the first thing that people often check out is to go check out the reviews and all the stats and all those fun things. So if there are reviews and comments that reflect how you guys feel, hopefully positive, it goes a long way to helping get some guests who maybe are a little bit out of reach normally. So um, if you're on iTunes or whatever podcast episode, podcast player you're listening on, I would so, so appreciate it. Um, it's if iTunes, you just scroll to the bottom and write, leave a review and, uh, write whatever your heart desires, <laughs> please. Again, you know, positive is always supportive, but really honestly, whatever it is, um, I'm always helpful, but it's always helpful to hear your feedback, but you'll hear a lot about that this season because especially my new goal is to really book people and bring on people to the show who we, I may not nest, may not, um, have easy access to and it may be harder to hunt down and track down and aside from a positive review making my day it also helps a lot and goes a long way with that so thank you guys so much I'm super excited um, about this season and thank you for listening to this journey and for all the kind words you guys have set up in the launch I, I so appreciate it have an amazing day